0: Sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, accelerate your business growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Matt Rolnick. Matt is the VP of Strategy and Innovation at Yaymaker. He's a best-selling author with his book "Find Your Yay." He's a speaker, consultant, Forbes contributing writer, Udemy instructor with over 130,000 students enrolled, including courses on entrepreneurship, persuasive writing, and social media. Wow, that that is impressive. <laughs> so great to meet you, Matt. Well, thanks, Diane. I'm really excited to be talking to you today. I am thrilled to have you here. We're going to be talking about LinkedIn. And in my opinion, it's you know critically valuable to business success. But I would like to hear from you about why you think it's important for businesses to embrace LinkedIn.
1: Great. Well, LinkedIn is one of my favorite topics. Um, there's almost a billion, 900 million plus professionals on LinkedIn. And it's not as social as... Um, like an Instagram or Facebook but you know there's a lot of obviously business decision makers on the platform CEOs, leaders, VPs, professionals looking for jobs. So I think any business whether it's B2B or B2C should be able to grow their audience, grow their voice and utilize LinkedIn to build their brand and build their business. So and uh I think the platform's very user friendly and is a way to strengthen relationships.
0: Boy, I, I do too. Um, and yet, there are people who don't necessarily use it effectively, right? So, mm-hmm. like, they they don't post hardly ever. Um, what what? It, why is that? Why do you think that is that professionals um, aren't posting?
1: I, I think professionals, a lot of them the majority of them are shy. One is because whatever they put out there, they're concerned that's going to be out there forever. And they're they're sharing some of their professional thoughts, ideas, and their professional reputation. So I think most are just uncomfortable with it and really that risk. And I hear a lot of people say, I don't know what to say. You know, it's like, what what am I going to share that's not different out there? So I know whether it's, you know, people first starting their career to CEOs that share those two consistent things. One is I'm nervous to post and I don't know what to post.
0: Boy, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, And, and so I want to not necessarily pull on that, but another question comes to mind, which is, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make on LinkedIn? Um, Well, there's, Lots of
1: potential mistakes that that people can make. Um, one is, you know, using LinkedIn, as I said, too much of a personal platform. You know, yeah. you shouldn't be necessarily talking about this is what I ate for dinner, that, that making sure it's professional, making sure that it's relevant, um, you know, and, and aligns with you, your values, your company. I think those are really important. Um but I I for me, I think the biggest mistake is not posting and not sharing a little bit. so that would that to me is the number one. I mean, obviously stay away from politics, religion, and it's really sensitive information, but those would be things I'd just be careful of.
0: That's interesting so so, um, I'm glad I asked the question. so uh what? Should people be doing? So if we have people out there who, you know, maybe they made a profile, but they haven't really done anything with it, uh, you know, w- what would you suggest they do first, next, you know, what what should be? Sure. So, that?
1: So you mentioned the profile. Profile is really important. That should be first. You want a professional image. You want to make sure you have a headline that describes what you're about or what's important to you. You want to make sure you have a description, and you you are connecting with people, whether it's colleagues, whether it's clients, or other people in your industry. So that would be step one. I think the second thing that I think is important is like, how do you want to position brand yourself on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. And or there's one lane or one topic, or there are multiple topics. So for you, is it? I mean, an author, a, a, a have your podcast, coaching. I mean, what are the, what are your lanes? So I would think that would be important. And then I would look for other people on LinkedIn that have profiles that, that you follow or that you find engaging and, and see what you like about what they're doing or anything you don't like and see how you could position yourself a little differently. So, uh, you know, look at other people that you kind of more aspire to be like on LinkedIn and then think about kind of a game plan on how to start crawl, walk, run, get there. You don't have to, you know, this isn't a, a sprint. I mean, this can take time. You can do some baby steps. So,
0: Okay. So, so that uh, brings up something else interesting. Um, so, so what should their goal be in, in using uh, LinkedIn? Well, it, it depends on
1: the person and the business in general. I think One goal is just making yourself more visible professionally. So that has many benefits. If people know who you are, what you're about, what you're interested in, that can help more people connect with you. That may be like-minded. It could maybe help you get a job. It might help you find a new partner or a new client. So, I mean, Hmm. that's how I think LinkedIn can help. Now, there are other ways. I mean, I feel like you can, you could grow your podcast audience. You might be able to find new sponsors. Um, again, you might be able to, find, I mean, I work for a company, Yaymaker, and we do team building events. And I my LinkedIn content helped bring in over 60 new corporate clients for my content. And I wasn't just selling. I was, I would lean into content like corporate culture and employee engagement. And it was a, a soft way to kind of, Connect with other people.
0: Yeah, that, that that's great. And and I was going to ask you uh, to say more about content. So if you're looking at it and you're saying, you know, what I'm hearing from you is really people aren't posting enough. They're they're not engaging enough. Whatever. So people are listening. And they're thinking, okay. So what should I be posting? What type of content? What would you tell them?
1: So. I would think about one what's most important to you, and then think about content that is relevant to it. So I talk about I love talking about corporate culture and employee engagement, and those are people I like to c- connect with CEOs and HR leaders and VPs and other professionals. Um, but I, I I lean a lot of content that way. Now again, it depends on your industry. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, my wife does real estate. And I think it's important for her not to just be selling, but to share things to think about, like why is staging important or, um, you know, the importance of being pre-approved. So there's certain like basically you want to share insights that will be helpful. So you don't want to make it about you. You want to think about who you want your audience to be and what can you share that would be helpful to them. So, and again, I'll bring I'll it back to you. Let's just say, again, one of your goals is to keep increasing your podcast audience or selling more of your books or finding more sponsors, thinking about content that people would find valuable. So it's like, what is the importance of branding or exposure or the type of audience you can think about things with that, even, uh, you know, your book about um, of the importance of just selling lemonade as business basic practices, you could share here's 10 tips on why, you know, kids having a lemonade standard, the business lessons to be learned. So in my opinion, sharing business lessons and sharing insights and positioning yourself as a thought leader is one of the best ways to keep attracting other people. And then once you connect with other people, then they're additional dialogue. That could be partnerships, sales, collaborations. So um, hopefully that answered your question. That was a yeah. little long
0: <laughs> No, no. It, it's great. And I'm glad I asked the question because I think too many people think that their content should be sales-focused. Um, so I, I love what you're saying about it needs to be content that is of value and interest to the audience you are trying to attract. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what do you say to to business owners who are um, nervous or worried that their employees are going to post things that really don't reflect well, either on the employee or the owner or the business?
1: Okay. So this is another question or topic I love talking about. So I know a lot of companies, a lot of brands, especially as they get bigger, are very careful. They basically, they might post something and encourage employees to just reshare that. I don't believe that's the best strategy. I believe it's best to have in all hands with all your employees and encourage them to say, hey, listen, we encourage you to post on social media, especially LinkedIn, on what you're enjoying about the company what you're working on and have a few bumpers so basically again
0: mm-hmm.
1: share stay away from you know politics religion anything extra sensitive um anything controversial or any any private or sensitive information but for the rest what you have is ambassadors of your company sharing things like oh we had a great time at this company event oh i love this training or you have an employee i enjoyed working with my manager, or these colleagues, and encourage them to share it, tag it, um, because that's free marketing. Um, And it's organic, and it's natural. And I think people resonate with it. And as well as people follow people more than they follow companies. So if you can, rather than having just your brand post on LinkedIn, or just your CEO, hypothetically, having Dozens, hundreds, or thousands of employees also sharing and encouraging that and supporting that, again, that is free marketing that just makes people connect more with their the employees and the company. I,
0: I completely agree with you. I think sometimes we get really hung up on worrying about things that if we're just having that conversation with our folks and letting them know what our expectations are, uh, it, it can be fabulous for, for the business. Do you think? How do I want to ask this question? Are there um, any industries that potentially can't benefit from LinkedIn, or do you think that that it is for every industry, every business, you know, type, size, whatever?
1: You know, you know, I might have a slight bias, and obviously, it lends well. For some businesses over others, so it's it's more obviously a B two B platform than a business to consumer platform. However, I still believe almost any industry. So obviously, you see heavy in tech use it, but even you know I, I'm as I said I've been in real estate. I have uh, do uh, I actually have a franchise where we rehab uh, rehab houses in Chicagoland. Um, even there, I talked to a lot of uh, blue collar industries. Roofers, uh, landscapers, and I encourage all of them to post more on LinkedIn and to position themselves as thought leaders in the industry. So, if you're if a business is a a landscaper, and even if it's a solopreneur, to basically share some content. Here are best products, services to um, to grow your business. Not to grow your business, but to Improve your lawns to make your property seem more presentable. More, green. I mean, there there are best practices that you can share and and reinforce your thought leadership within industry. And again, I do that with roofers, landscapers, but anybody. I mean, if somebody is, you know, if they're selling any widget, it can make a difference. So, um, so yeah, so I believe almost any industry it can work.
0: Yeah, I do too, for sure. So. We're talking. um, I want to circle back to the content because earlier, you know, we were talking about people aren't posting enough, they're not posting more, the, you know, about the content, whatever. So, would you provide the listeners with maybe some um, like best practice guidelines with how often they should be posting, if there are days of the week, times of day? Um, you know, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Now I have read and have talked to many LinkedIn experts and thought leaders on best timings and what, so it really depends. If if you really want to be a creator or a thought leader, things like that, you want to post every day or at least five times a week. However, I encourage, I encourage CEOs that I work with who aren't really, Um, embrace LinkedIn that much or entrepreneurs or any professional, job seekers, doesn't matter. I encourage them to start, you know, once a month, make a post. Um, So that's just the starting point. And that way you can kind of be thoughtful about it. You're comfortable with it. It's a baiting step. And if if, if you're liking the engagement or you're feeling, you know, um, more bold, then maybe you get to once every other week and then eventually once a week. Um, So for most people, I think once a month is fine, and that's a that a good starting point. And I wouldn't say there's necessarily um, Sundays are usually the the worst day to post. Um, but um, any Monday through Thursday in general are good days to post. Fridays, as, a, as I would say, people are a little more relaxed, and I see people that post. It's a little more fun. Uh, doing more polls or things a little more social. Uh, But and Saturday, is a little lighter day on LinkedIn, but there's less competition, not as many people post on that day. So if you post, you stand out a little bit more. So in general, I would recommend Tuesday morning, whatever time zone you are, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. you know, that seems like generally a very good time to post. But I've looked at so many... Stats and studies and things like that. And for the most part, it's just if the content's good, it's gonna it's gonna catch on. But uh, to answer your question, I recommend once a month to start. I recommend um, and and keeping something short, short and sweet. Um, An image, you know, if you put a picture with some text, that's a good start. People are drawn to, you know, a picture. So it can be a picture at your work. It can be a picture with your project. Um, So Goes with, and anytime time too, you can tie in something personal and professional, and bundle that. That tends to lend itself very well.
0: Okay, so how how do I don't want to ask this question? I want to sort of flip it around too. Yeah. Um, you said something earlier about B two B. But you know, that it is mainly B2B, but there's that you, and I agree with you that, that um, B2C should, should still be there. But how do you think LinkedIn ranks for, let's say those B2Cs with, with all the other platforms that are out there, Facebook, Instagram, you know, TikTok, all of that, do you think it is uh, really still the, the, Highest of priority, or does it yeah. fit somewhere so, in the mix? So
1: I think now now realize too, there are so many successful businesses that don't need to touch LinkedIn and can do extremely well. I mean, you see, uh, there are so many businesses and individuals now doing TikTok and finding that niche, and it's hard to it's hard to embrace and be active and consistent on all of them. So, but again, I, I think of your question, and I think of you know, if I own a restaurant. You know, I know Instagram and pictures and food mm-hmm. lend itself very well. And people love sharing that. And so maybe that platform may be better, but there's always a niche. So if I was a restaurant, hypothetically, and let's say I had a large catering or private dining room, I might post content on the importance of connection and bringing people together and holidays and special events or things like that. And, and... You know, it could be a way to grow their you know, their their corporate event part, or their private dining, or or groups. Um, so there could be a call to action at the end of saying, "Hey, if interested in learning more, reach out to us." So um, I still believe almost any business and almost any person can still utilize LinkedIn in an effective way. Um, and again, it's another way to when I say grow your visibility, I mean you know. Here I'm on your podcast. I've been asked to be on many podcasts, or and a lot of it has to do with me being a LinkedIn influencer and having content, or people connecting. So and you never Mm -hmm. know too, when that one extra connection can make a difference. So um, and again, you you don't have to post content to get a lot of value out of LinkedIn. You might, you know, maybe you're trying to raise money for your small business. Maybe you're just looking for two extra coaching clients for your small business. And listening on LinkedIn and seeing what people are posting, you might find that connection to say, hey, listen, it sounds like you're, you know, you're searching for A, B, and C. This is what I do. My business does. Would you be open to a conversation? Um, You know, conversations, partnerships, clients can really develop through LinkedIn. So, So anyway, I'm again. I might have a slight bias, but I still believe almost every business, every person can benefit from LinkedIn. Now, is it the number one platform for all businesses? Not so much necessarily. And um, but I do think it can complement any, I'd say, marketing initiative.
0: Yeah, I like that. So it's really about uh, figuring out how you can use it and leverage it in in the most impactful way, depending on what your business is.
1: Yeah. I mean, it comes down to who's your audience. What do you want people to know? Who are the people you want to work with? Um, and, and having a little bit of a plan or set some action steps to do that.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, and I'll share, I'll share one other thing too. It's like, uh, you know, for, for my, for game maker, we're also known as the paint night because we do a lot of paint nights. um, You know, once the pandemic hit, we were re-looking at raising funds, and I started hosting more and following more people that were in venture capital or did uh, private equity and raising funds. So I ended up sharing more, interacting with more content, but connecting with a lot more people who um, who were in that space. And actually, because of LinkedIn, I remember connecting with a company uh, called Republic that actually helped do some a, a fundraiser for us. So it was through LinkedIn interactions that we actually found a partner.
0: Oh, that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it wasn't, wasn't getting new clients. It was, you know, right. from
0: a different Yeah. 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 So, uh, okay. So which leads me to a question like how much can LinkedIn really impact the growth of a business? Do you think?
1: Well, I think a considerable amount, again, depending on the business. Now, if it's Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola is a new LinkedIn initiative. I don't know, Um, you know, as it's so busy, but, you know, maybe it influences some other big entities or restaurants. But um, I, again, I know for our company or my company that we work with, um, it, it, again, it helped bring in 60 new corporate clients. We've done hundreds of events for clients like Google and Salesforce. And um, one other thing I did was anybody that ran an event with us, I'd ask a lot of them would put testimonials and then I'd reach out them out and that snowballed and kept getting us more and more business. Um, and, and again, especially for consultants or coaches or any, uh, again, any tech B2B, I mean, it can be very powerful. So whether it's, it can help a business 1% more, or it can tenfold fold a business. I feel like it can be in any of those ranges. Um, I don't think it's a magic bullet. I kind of look at it a little bit as working out, you know, if you put in the results over three months, six months, you're going to start seeing fruits of your labor. I do believe that that happens with LinkedIn. So, but it, it, you know, it it all depends, but I've talked, I work with many speakers, a lot of TEDx speakers, a lot of authors, and they've shared their LinkedIn content and being active on LinkedIn consistently has generated them several clients. And some of those clients tend, tend to be, you know, a significant part of their business. So. I, again, I would say it could grow it from 1% to tenfold.
0: Excellent. Thank you. I, Matt, I really, I appreciate this information. I think it's um, a great way to look at LinkedIn and for anybody to really think about how they're leveraging it, you know, how they're, if they're really getting the most out of uh, being on the platform. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Diane. As I said, I really appreciate the time and enjoy talking with you. Um, best way to find me is through LinkedIn. Um, my first initial last name, mrollmick, R O L N I C K at yaymaker.com is, is usually the best way. I mean, you can email me mrollmick, first initial last name. Um, yeah, at yaymaker or just find me on LinkedIn. So those are usually the best ways to find me.
0: That's great. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Do you
1: love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah.